Hello, lovelies. Please, do come into my parlour and make yourselves comfortable. I am Virginia Waits, the narrator of delightfully naughty, deliciously sexy tales of the supernatural. This week, we are back with the residents of The Manor, the exclusive adults-only club in the heart of the English countryside. There is an e-book of this episode as well, so pick up your copy for all the lovely plot we don't have time for here, and trust me, you will want to know. It also helps us to keep the podcast going. Thank you. All the links are at my website, virginiawaits.com, or search for my name, Virginia Waits, at your favourite online retailer, and up it will pop. In our last episode, Lucy has called together the council of the most powerful beings at the manor to help her set up the recasting of the protections on the residents and grounds. When dealing with dark magic, there is no such thing as too careful. Nula, a human witch with healer talents, has offered herself as the virgin sacrifice in the required ritual, and Lucy and Nula have carried it out. The manor is now protected as well as it can be by magic, but Lucy knows knowledge is also power. She has had a long talk with Josh to get every detail he knows about his uncle and old Pack, revealing along the way quite how much darkness he had not been aware of. Josh has become distracted because of this, and Jerry has told him to take some time to think and sort out his head. Welcome to The Manor, Season 1, Episode 7. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Josh had gone back to the old stable block after leaving Jerry. Then he had gone for another walk. After that, He had tried to read a book, but nothing could keep his interest. In fact, about the only thing he could concentrate on other than all the new things he had to think about was Pippa. He'd never met anyone quite like her before. Her enthusiasm for life was epic, and just a little on the contagious side, that she seemed to like him more than a smidgen had him all sorts of happy. They had known each other less than two weeks, and she meant more to him than most of his old pack had in years, since his dad left, at least. 
His hormones definitely liked Pepper as well. They'd had sex once since the first time in his room, but there had been lots of kissing and touching, and he couldn't help wondering if maybe more sex might be a possibility that night. He didn't want to push. After all, he was the outsider in all this, but he could hope. Unfortunately, that hope was doing things to his libido that would have been embarrassing for a teenager, let alone a man over twenty. Hey, Josh, Isaac's voice startled him out of his thoughts. He glanced up to see the other werewolf standing at the gap in his curtains with something of a smirk on his face. Oh, hi, he said. Would you care for a little bit of advice? Isaac asked. Um, yeah, okay, Josh replied, not sure what Isaac could be talking about. You might want to deal with that rather large bulge the book on your lap is failing to hide at all, Isaac said with a knowing lift of his eyebrows, because I can smell your sexual tension from the other end of the block, and I think you might be about to start climbing the walls. Either that, or you have a damn sight more self-control than I do. Now, I would love to offer to help you out, but I have to be places in... He looked at his watch. Ten minutes. But remember that corridor I know our lovely Lucy has to have shown you at some point. It is great for helping things along. And I know for a fact something special is going on in the parlour tonight. And before Josh could feel remotely embarrassed, Isaac was gone. The way everyone at the manor was quite so open and frank about sex really took some getting used to. Josh sat there for a little while until he realised he was trying to decide whether to be mortified or not, and gave himself a mental slap. It was a good suggestion. Either that, or he was likely to jump Pippa the moment she got off shift, and beg. He was pretty sure she wouldn't hold it against him, but with a solution in front of him, he didn't have to take the risk. He stood up, shoved a packet of tissues in his pocket, just in case, and headed out of the building. It took no time at all to make it over to the main house and up the back stairs. He met no one along the way, for which he would be eternally grateful, because he might have died of embarrassment. Even so, when he made it to the upper corridor, he stared stupidly at the wall for a good minute. You're an idiot he muttered to himself, before walking over to the hidden panel. When he pushed the button, the ordinary-looking wall vanished upwards to reveal the hidden glass view into the parlour. If he was honest, he was a little disappointed. There were only two women in the room on one of the couches, and both were wearing robes, even though the brunette of the pair was straddling her blonde companion, the robes were covering the view of anything interesting. He hit the button again and the wall closed. 
deciding to try the theatre instead. He walked round to the viewing point and found the button to open it. For a moment he simply stared. He wasn't sure what he had expected, it wasn't as if he had checked the theatre's programme for the evening, but it wasn't what he saw. Harriet was standing on the stage in a PVC nurse's outfit that was so low-cut it barely covered her nipples, and was so short that the way she was standing it was obvious she had nothing on underneath. It was possibly the least practical dress Josh had ever seen. She had something Josh failed to recognise in one hand, and an older man spread eagled in a set of stirrups next to her, with a woman standing to the side. Now Josh recalled a conversation at breakfast that had been going on at the other end of the table, something about a member with a medical kink and an exhibitionist side who had a special birthday that day, and Lucy having allowed a one-off show involving him and his wife and their friends. Josh's brain simply noped out on that one, and he hit the button before he could see any more. That was so not his kind of kink, and it put a bit of a dent in his libido, but unfortunately only a little one. Not sure what to do, he looked back towards the parlour. Isaac had said something special would be going on there. Maybe he had just been too early. Heading back, he took up his previous vantage point and opened the view window. To his surprise, in only the short time he had been at the other end of the corridor, the room had gained a good few more people— mostly men of varying ages, from around his age to at least fifty or sixty, although there was one more woman, and the two who had been enjoying themselves together now seemed to be waiting with the others. Everyone was in varying states of undress, and the sound of their talking through the speaker above him made Josh feel like he was in the room. He even recognised a couple of the members from his time behind the bar. He hadn't been working there long enough to know many of the manners clientele by name, but he was beginning to get to know some of the more frequent visitors. When Lucy walked into the room, all eyes turned to her. "'Well, good evening,' she said, commanding everyone's attention. I'd almost think you'd been waiting for me. That drew some laughs, and now Josh was interested. He could all but feel Lucy's power in the room, even though she looked perfectly human. It had been there all afternoon through their discussions, Whatever she had had to do to make sure the manor's protections were at their best, it had energised her. Josh could only imagine what kind of will it took to control herself so perfectly. He couldn't even keep his eyes from flashing when he was overexcited. 
Lucy walked through the room towards the large bed. It had a very ornate headboard that looked like it was attached to the wall, but no footboard, so it was accessible all the way round. The members in the room parted like she was a queen and they were her courtiers. Her heels clicked on the floor, making a hypnotising sound. Josh leaned into the glass. Once Lucy reached the bed, she turned and in one motion slipped the robe she was wearing off her shoulders. It shimmered to the floor in a neat pile of silk. Josh stared, but he wasn't the only one, so he felt better about it. Lucy had on only three garments along with her shoes, a pink underbust corset which left her ample bosom on full display and black sheer stockings. Josh's erection, which had wilted somewhat under his embarrassment and indecision, pulsed firmly and pushed against the inside of his jeans. Gentlemen, Lucy began, and ladies, she added, giving the three women in the room a smile. The safe word for the evening is blackberries, but please remember, unless you have agreed something else, no still means no. Everyone nodded or made an acknowledgement of some kind, and Lucy smiled at them before turning and climbing onto the bed on her hands and knees. Josh couldn't help but notice the very obvious bejeweled hilt of what had to be a butt-plug, now on full display. Sam, she said, looking over her shoulder at one of the assembled onlookers, I believe you claimed first spot. The man in question stepped forward, shrugging out of the robe he was wearing. He was fully naked underneath and had one of those hard, chiselled bodies that, in humans at least, tended to indicate a very strict fitness regime. Josh guessed he was somewhere in his forties, but only because his dark hair was showing a little grey at the temples. Sam was already hard, with a leather band around the base of his cock, and he was wearing a condom. Josh couldn't help wondering if Sam and Lucy had organised this more than the setting would have suggested, because Sam moved like a man on a mission. As Sam climbed onto the bed beside Lucy, the rest of the members spread out around it, some in groups, some alone, all apparently enwrapped. And given that he couldn't take his eyes off what was going on, Josh was in complete agreement. Sam knelt back in a way that suggested he knew what he was doing to give the maximum people a good view, as he reached out his hand. He straightened his fingers, palm out, and stroked down Lucy's pussy towards her clit. 
Already so wet, Lucy, Sam said. Been wet for hours thinking about tonight, Lucy replied with a hum of enjoyment, glancing over her shoulder again before straightening up once more. And I bet this is helping, Sam said, tugging gently on the end of the plug. Perfectly on cue, the far wall flashed and lit up with a close-up of what was going on from four different angles. Josh couldn't see the cameras, but they were definitely good ones, and the picture was high def. That's better, Sam said. Now we all get a perfect view. Josh stared at where the silver plug was in four-foot HD in a quarter of the screen he hadn't even guessed was there. He could just see the curve of the base where Sam was pulling on it as it glinted in the light. It was tantalising, as with many things he was learning about since coming to the manor. He couldn't help wondering what something like that would feel like. Just the thought made his balls tighten and his cock throb. He was a little disappointed when Sam released the butt plug. What would you like, Lucy? Sam asked. Would you like me to fuck you here? He slid two fingers into her as he spoke, and she moaned quietly. The memory of their first afternoon in Lucy's office jumped into Josh's head. He knew what that felt like. He knew what Lucy must smell like. He knew what she would taste like. Pushing at his cock through his jeans with the heel of his hand, he let himself sink into the memory, overlaying it on what he was watching. He was so hard already. Or shall I pull this out and see how well it has opened up this tight little hole? Sam tugged on the plug again, a little more firmly this time. Dealer's choice, Lucy replied, voice deep and husky. And what a choice it is, Sam said. He played a little more pulling the plug so that a little more of the crown was visible with each slow tug, before letting it be sucked back in. Lucy moaned every time. The window in front of Josh fogged as he breathed out heavily, and he realised he was almost nose to glass. He pulled back a little. I think... Sam said, pausing for a few moments, that I want to feel you squeeze tight around me. As he announced this, he pulled the plug from Lucy's arse in one smooth action. I'll leave this soft, warm, wet pussy for one of my compatriots, Sam said stroking the plug down over Lucy's folds before placing it on the bed. Josh had no experience with butt plugs, but he thought it was probably medium-sized, and Lucy felt every millimetre of it coming out if the noise she made was anything to go by. 
It sent messages straight to Josh's cock, demanding attention. He kept watching. If he touched himself, this would be over far too quickly. Another of the members passed Sam a squeezy bottle which Josh guessed was lube. He was proved right as Sam dribbled some over Lucy's arse and down her crack, rubbing it over her hole with two fingers. Josh bit his lip as his eyes flicked from the pictures on the TV screen to the bed and back again. He was enwrapped as Sam pushed those fingers into Lucy's waiting hole. Definitely ready and waiting, Sam said. Always, Lucy replied. Josh watched as Sam lubed himself up and finally knelt up behind Lucy. Now his view was obscured by Sam, so Josh turned his attention to the screen completely. Sam's cock was long, but not particularly wide and very much erect. Josh had never really thought about other men's cocks before coming to the manor. Well, unless it was in the context of wondering if he matched up. His uncle wasn't homophobic per se, but Josh had always been very clear on the fact he was expected to be a ladies' man. He was the heir, after all. The fact he might have bisexual leanings had really only dawned on him when Lucy had first asked. Something about the way she had asked had made him consider the question properly for the first time. Of course, that was a question for another day. Sam held his cock firmly, lining up with Lucy's anus and pushing in slowly but firmly. Josh's cock throbbed as he watched the other man being swallowed by the waiting orifice, as Lucy moaned through the whole thing. Porn hadn't been a big part of Josh's life, but he was a healthy male and so he'd seen his fair share. This was not like that, not even though he was seeing the details on a screen. This was right there, it was real, and it made his nerves sing and his libido rev up to twelve. He was glad the glass was there or he might have reached out and tried to touch. Others in the room seemed to be on the same page because several of them were touching themselves or those they were grouped with. Fuck me until I come, Lucy said as Sam pushed home. Your wish is my command, Sam said and took hold of her hips. Whoever Sam was, he was good at sex. He began to fuck Lucy in earnest, pulling out and sliding back in, first in long, slow strokes, slowly increasing in speed. And it was definitely doing it for Lucy, because she was very vocal about every thrust. 
Josh could feel Lucy's power in the air. It was controlled, but it was there, and he could see the effect it was having on all those in the room. The two women Josh had first seen in the room had shed their robes, and now he could tell exactly what they were doing to each other. The blonde had her hand on her lover's ass, fingers dipping down and pushing in. The brunette had one hand wrapped in her companion's hair, and the other was caressing a breast. Somehow they seemed to be perfectly balanced as they stood watching Sam fuck Lucy. Fuck, Lucy swore as Sam thrust into her particularly deep. Yes, she encouraged, followed by a few more choice words as Sam complied. She went non-verbal again as Sam upped the pace, and she was breathing hard, making guttural sounds of pure pleasure. Josh pushed his hand against his cock again. At this rate he was going to come in his pants. Lucy was so close. He could see it. He could hear it and he could feel it in the tingle of power. He opened himself to that power, let it trickle into him, and it was amazing. As he let it in, it touched something inside of him, something that lit up. He couldn't help it. As he heard Lucy coming, he closed his eyes, feeling the edge of his own orgasm right there in front of him. Everything changed. He opened his eyes and he was looking up at a dark-haired woman. She was sitting astride him and his cock was buried deep in her pussy. You're doing so well, Josh, she purred down at him. You're such a lovely big boy and I can feel your seed inside me. The connection is so sharp. There were things drawn on her naked skin in reddish-brown, and he could smell blood on the air. Soon you'll be ready, she told him, clenching down on his cock. He was confused. He felt the aftershocks of orgasm, but he didn't remember much about the sex. He remembered his uncle inviting him to meet someone, and he'd been introduced to this woman— but he didn't remember agreeing to this. He didn't even know why he was having sex with her. His body was aroused, but he wasn't attracted to this woman at all. In fact, a voice in the back of his mind was telling him to run as far and as fast as possible. "'You fuck very well, Josh,' she said, rocking her hips. "'It's always a pleasure.' always. Josh didn't remember doing this before, either. Don't look so worried, she told him, leaning slightly to the side. You won't remember this, either. When she sat back straight, Josh caught the glint of a silver knife in her hand. She swiped it across his chest in a gesture that filled him with recognition and fear. He had seen that before, 
he knew what came next. He was desperate to struggle, but it was as if his body was beyond his control. He lay there watching her, waiting as his chest burned, docile as a sleepy puppy. His horror grew, and he felt something inside him stirring as she smiled, leaning down with deliberate slowness towards his chest. Sticking out her tongue, she ran it along the wound she had made. Then something inside Josh twisted and screamed a silent scream, and everything disappeared in a sea of blood and fire. Poor Josh, what can have happened to him? Well, isn't this an exciting place to leave this week's podcast? To find out what happens to Josh next, pick up your copy of this week's episode in ebook form. It has all the wonderful additional plot, as well as the delicious naughty bits, and it really does help us continue our work. Links are at virginiawaits.com. To show our appreciation, and so you can see how the podcast and ebooks differ, the book of episode one is free for everyone. Next week comes episode eight, The Power of Sex. I'm sure that is going to be right up our alley, don't you? And lovelies, if you would not mind, please do me the honour of subscribing to the podcast so you never miss an instalment. It would make me ecstatically happy. Until next time, lovelies, stay naughty and be safe. Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org <laughs>